curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're In Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're In Sales Podcast. The So You're In Sales Podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy. Let us show you how. Now, on with the show. I'm excited to welcome Tom Brown to today's program. Tom is founder and CEO of Envision Custom Screen Printing and Embroidery, the business he started in his parents' basement after graduating from the University of Dubuque, which is now one of the nation's leading custom apparel manufacturers. Along with that, Tom is also co-founder of Dimensional Brewing Company, a craft brewery and tap room in Dubuque, Iowa. Recognized worldwide for his marketing stunts, most notably breaking the Guinness World Record for wearing the most t-shirts at once with 247 T's, which was a fundraiser for juvenile diabetes research and a YouTube sensation. If you've not seen it, get your butt out there and check it out. It's super hilarious. He also serves on the board of directors for the Eastern Iowa Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, the Dubuque Area Chamber of Commerce, the Mercy Health Foundation, Dubuque's Men Association, and the Dubuque Community YM and YWCA. He's been recognized for being an Inc. 5000 participant. He's the Dubuque Rising Star Award winner. 365 Impact Award for Community of Pride. Good Lord, man. University of Dubuque Alumni of Merit, JCI Outstanding Young Iowan, Young Professionals Business of the Year, Movers, Shakers, and Newsmakers, and Chamber Members Choice Award for Excellence in Social Media and Business of the Year. If my younger brother were in business, this would be the kind of resume I would hope for him. And in many ways, my admiration from Tom, for Tom comes from feeling like we're kindred spirits in the way we both approach business and work. Tom and his wife, Amanda, started the Round Family Foundation with the mission of giving back to their community. They're big travelers and finding the next bucket list cross-off. And their most recent adventure has been learning the ropes of parenthood with their boys, Thomas Jr. and Theo. Theodore. Sorry. Welcome, Tom. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Uh, Post-Thanksgiving hangover here a little bit, but uh, we're trying to muddle through the tryptophan hangover, and uh, I'm glad to have you on. So 
you know, for me, I, I'm really, I'm not kidding in my admiration, you know, in a lot of ways you represent what I feel like winning looks like for aspiring entrepreneurs in business today. Cause man, I mean, you're nothing for nothing. Dubuque, Iowa is not uh, New York city and you've built a successful business, including that recently opened brewery. Congrats on that. I saw the, all the social media from the open last weekend. It looked like it went great. And You've used the tools available to you in a way that's allowed you to stand out. So, man, I think you've dubbed this thing the celebrity effect, and I want to focus on how that evolved and the thought process behind the ways you've approached marketing your businesses. So are you okay with that being your our context for the combo? Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it. So I have this entrepreneur's hypothesis, and um, I've had the good fortune to have interviewed a number of people on the So You're In Sales podcast. And um, the hypothesis is either that there's this gene that's buried in entrepreneurs that they realize at an early age or uh, on the flip side, sometimes it happens by accident. So how did that come out for you? And, and when did you come to that realization that you had to go it alone? You know, it's been it's been a gene, I think, uh, handed down from my, my mom and other family. Um, it started off with, you know, the typical lemonade stand as a kid, then into baseball cards and then into middle school. Uh, I was selling Beanie Babies on eBay back in the early days of eBay. eBay in like 1999, one of the first year, first couple of years it was out, I had one of the first eBay accounts. Then I was selling, you name it, like anything I could sell throughout middle school and high school, I was doing it. And so the gene is just natural. I just naturally wanted to do stuff on my own. I would see opportunities and, you know, just go after it and do it. Yeah, it's it's so common. And I think even the promotional products space, more so than a lot of other uh, vertical markets, is, is just uh, loaded with people who have this gene in them. And, you know, in a lot of ways, it's due to the low barrier of entry that allows us to be able to get into this business relatively easily. But, you know, when you start to interview successful people in this space, you know, it's, it's so, so common to hear exactly what you're describing. So not incredibly not surprised. And uh, it's hilarious to hear that it was a lemonade stand for you. You know, for me, it was selling suckers at, in middle school to the kids for a quarter. And you know, it's just, it's just such a pervasive theme. So, um, Screen printing, right? Pro promo, like embroidery, all of these things are so commoditized. Uh, you know, such a difficult space for anyone to stand out in, uh, you know, in a noteworthy kind of way. And then couple that with the fact that, like I said in the open, I mean, Dubuque, Iowa, right? And we joke with Kirby Hossaman, who's a regular uh, in social media on the promotional product side. He's in Coshocton, Ohio. And, you know, we, we call him the good time player man of Coshocton, Ohio. And when we look at Dubuque, Iowa and all of your accolades, you know, in many ways, the only thing I don't see is Tom's not mayor of Dubuque yet. But when it comes to your business and, you know, both your businesses, you know, what really are you trying to do to differentiate and set yourself apart in, in these crowded and difficult spaces? You know, really just trying to make a difference to stand out from the crowd just to be different in any way, but yet be myself and let my personality and 
you know, being authentic and everything just come through. So that's part of the attractiveness is every business needs an attractive character. And that's what, you know, we don't, we do very little advertising. So a lot of it's word of mouth. A lot of it's being active in the community with the local chamber of commerce, with community events, with fundraisers, you know, however I can get out in the community and be active and, you know, build that following and build that community around us has been, you know, super beneficial for us. Absolutely. Well, but, but, how do you come out on the retort that would be very common from the other small business owners? And I, you know, Tom, I want to remind everyone your, yours is still a small business. So it's not like you've grown to the point where, you know, you don't have that same challenge that other folks on, uh, on tape here might be listening to. So how do you balance the notion of like, how do I keep staying visible in my local marketplace and, be at the helm of a successful business in the in a way that allows me to grow and still be able to spend time doing that uh, lead generation. Yeah, it's it can be a tough balance. So, you know, part of it is is when people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust, and so when you're visible and you're out there you're building that network and you know, it's like the power network and in our bit in our industry, word of mouth marketing is probably the easiest thing to do and, and to get. And then when you're out there, you're seeing all these different things that are going on. So it keeps your creativity sharp and you're able to see opportunities when people need something that you're able to provide. And that's kind of the cool thing about, the promotional product industry or the custom decorated apparel side of it is almost anybody out there could be your customer. There's such a wide range of things that you can do uh, to provide the need, you know, to fulfill those needs for, you know, anyone that you run into on a day-to-day basis. Um, So I think being active and doing that just helps keep you sharp, helps keep you kind of innovating new ideas. And then when you bring that back to the office, um, it just keeps you going one day after the next. And really, it's that interaction that that um, uh, that being energized by that one-on-one uh, interaction with someone in a literal, actual face-to-face environment. I think in, in a lot of ways, we forget. We have this tendency to forget how valuable those interactions can be. And without making a concerted effort all the way down to literally scheduling time for yourself into your calendar to make sure that you are either researching where you should be visible or spending the time being visible. It's, there's really just not anything else that's as valuable as that activity. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, 100%. And I would say on a local level, that is the differentiator between us and our competitors. I don't see them out and about. I don't see them active in the community, you know, with charity events, with social events, whatever it may be. And, you know, by us being on the active side of that, we're gaining those relationships. We're gaining those big accounts. We're, you know, building our network and in turn, our business has grown with that. Well, and I'm going to launch another hypothesis here that I want you to either confirm or refute for me. So um, as I mentioned, you you just opened the brewery uh, in, it's right in downtown Dubuque, yeah? Yes. 
Yeah, which is really cool. And you were uh, smart enough to do what every good marketer does and welcome those of us who are following along with you and what you're doing in life to the opening by virtue of Facebook Live and things like that. And boy, oh boy, man, I, I can't imagine anything more gratifying than opening up something that clearly is a passion for you. It's kind of like having a party that you invite people to, but until somebody comes, you don't know who's coming. And uh, to to have uh, you know a full bar like that over the holiday weekend, I'm sure it was really awesome. So congratulations on that. What I wanted to ask you though was d- d- by diversifying, and you know, was it because of your time that you spent out in the community that revealed the fact to you that man downtown Dubuque was dying for a brewery, or like? How did that work? And then do you feel like that diversity is making you a better marketer? Yeah, so a little bit of both. You know, I think with with my network and with, you know, the attractive character I've built, it doesn't matter what business I'm in, whether I'm selling T-shirts or selling beer or it could be something completely different. Like, I feel like it would still be successful just because of that network and that following that I've built that want to support, uh, who I am, what I do and, you know, all the values and stuff that go along with that. And so that's, that's a big play. They're, um, following me and not necessarily the business. Um, and you know, that's very important, you know, as you grow. And so I think the, the fun part about the brewery is they kind of work hand in hand with the promotional product side. So we've got a lot of brewery clients, and so this is kind of, you know, our own in-house, um, I guess, case study that I can throw some new uh, products out there in the retail uh, at the brewery, see what's going to work, what doesn't work. And then when we find home runs that work, I can pitch those products out to all the other breweries that we're doing work with. And I've got real live case study of like, hey, we ordered in. Um, right now the silly pints have been just flying off the shelf like crazy. So, you know, I'm letting all the other breweries know that, that we're working with, Hey, this is a product that people are just going bonkers over. And so it's able to, you know, help, help both businesses out. Well, and you're building incredible credibility because of the fact that you're actually in that same business as the people that you're selling to in the space. Yeah. So that's, no better way to develop subject matter expertise than to actually be in the same line of work as the people that you are trying to um, assist. So yeah, no, I mean, that, that totally makes perfect sense for me. And what a great example of uh, being a specialist, right? Um, when you've got that subject matter expertise, no one's going to question whether or not you know what you're talking about because you've got the fact that you're actually a brewery to back it up. So it's super cool. Uh, I would mentioned uh, our friend Kirby, uh, very similar situation, uh, very similar marketplace, actually also a brewery owner, which is kind of interesting. Um, but uh, Kirby has always said, you know, his whole notion is this idea of being a give first marketer. And I know you well enough to know that you where you come out on that. Um, so, like, where does giving the giving back part of things fit into your business life? Did that did you bring that with you to work on day one, or is that something that's evolved over time? Um, I think it's evolved over time. You know, growing up in a small town, we were always active in you know local community events. So, whether it was a fundraiser for 
the volunteer fire department or for a local church or for any, you know, local community event. You know, I think that was that was given to me by my parents as something we just did as we grew up. And then once I got once we got started with the T-shirts, it seemed like just an easy, easy avenue when working with nonprofits or events that are trying to raise money to be able to offer our services, you know, whether it's at an extreme discount or to be able to donate those services, to be able to, you know, give them a vehicle to raise additional money, raise awareness, whatever it may be. So the events, the the side of things of working with nonprofits and giving back just kind of has developed over the years. And it's so fulfilling when you can, when we can do something here that we love to do, and then we can make a big impact, whether it's allowing a nonprofit or a charity or something to either raise a lot of money or raise a lot of awareness with the message that we're putting out there, you know, with their t-shirts or whatever it is. It's just cool to see that impact. And, you know, it's more than just a t-shirt at that point. No doubt. All right. So this is, um, Part of, you know, what I'm doing is the whole promo care thing. You're well aware of that, Tom. So part part of what we're working on right now is something very similar to what you've been able to create for yourself in your local community. So um, I'm ask, I'll ask a selfish question here just because I'm curious about the answer. So have you found uh, over time now because of your willingness to do that in the nonprofit community that the nonprofits actively seek you out? to help you with that work? Have you, have you reached that point now where you don't have to necessarily promote that as being part of what you do and people just know it? Or is that still something that you have to actively promote in the marketplace? No, they definitely know it. Um, so we've got a lot reaching out. I'm involved in several boards and so they're constantly reaching out and, you know, wanting, and that's the hard part. I have a hard time saying no. Right. So you know, there's, there's definitely a threshold of, you know, giving where, you know, we give a lot every year and, you know, some years I'm just like, oh my gosh, is there like, where is the breaking point of, <laughs> of giving too much right. that you still have to be profitable and run a business. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, and so I have a hard time with that because I hate to say no. And I just want to give, 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 and, um, you know, make as big of an impact as we can. Um, so that's tough, but you know, the reward. And like I said, seeing that impact um, just makes it so fulfilling. Well, and I suspect that those nonprofits, once they've established a relationship with you by virtue of the connection that's been created, I doubt that they're off wandering around trying to find um, promotional products or decorated apparel from someone else once they found their way to you. Yeah. And so, so with that, so we get we get the the other nonprofits and stuff that come to us and they're looking for a discount or looking for us to um, sponsor, donate something. And we continue to do that. And every time we give something or we donate or sponsor something, whatever that dollar amount is, I feel like we see a return probably at least five to 10 times that back. There you go. Because the word of mouth, the... You know, people wanting to do business with good companies, you know, type mantra, all that. It just comes back. And and sometimes maybe it's just good karma. Um, but all of a sudden we do something for someone and the next day or, you know, a couple weeks later, and 
something big comes down the line and it was like a chain reaction from that giving. So, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, the more you give, the more you're going to receive. And that's really how it's been working. Well, and, you know, as you said, your business has grown in many ways without you having to make much of an investment in the way of advertising and marketing. But in reality, it's your giving that has replaced that marketing budget and really in many ways has become the vehicle that you use to help advance uh, Envision's brand name in the marketplace. And what better correlation to build than to say like, I'm not spending money to annoy people to try to do business with me. I'm spending that money to do good in the marketplace. And as a result, people are wanting to do business with me. And it's such a, an amazingly simple notion, but uh, trying to have people be willing to come along for that evolution in the way that they're doing their marketing is really the key to this conversation. So I'm so grateful, Tom, to have you be able to articulate that in ways that you know, it's not conceptual. You're actually living it and can show people the growth of your revenue uh, in your business as a result of what you've been able to accomplish. So bravo to that. And, and thank you for being uh, the example that we are trying to promote. So I want to switch gears here and talk about the Shirt Lab concept. So uh, the first Shirt Lab was in October in Columbus. And I had the good fortune to be invited to be a presenter at that event. And you and your good buddy and mine, Marshall Atkinson, are really the driving force behind the Shirt Lab series. So I want to talk about this because I have this notion of what I call the personal brand stack. And again, as I mentioned to you, you know, I feel in a lot of ways like you're a very um, shiny example of someone who's been able to build that personal brand stack, which you've dubbed uh, the celebrity effect. And that, you know, to me, the holy grail, like the, the highest level of competence in the brand stack is being able to build an actual event where people will spend money and travel long distances to be a part of it. And boy, oh boy, you were, you, you've done it. You did it. I was there. It was sold out. It was a great, um, pre- you know, a day, day's worth of presentation, really uh, great collaboration going on in the room amongst the people who had spent the money to come. And, you know, Tom, my perspective on the event was much like what it feels like when you spend money to go to a personal trainer, which I've done in the past. I know I want to exercise and I want to get myself in the best shape possible. And I can do that one of two ways. I can try to do it by myself or I can pay somebody. And the difference between doing the two is if I pay somebody, I'm going to the gym because he has my money. And in many ways, I felt like Shirt Lab that day was very similar in that people were dug in and they were absolutely like there to learn and to be better and to make their businesses more successful. So explain how you recognized the need for that and where there was the opportunity and how you were able to capitalize on it. So I believe everybody's got a superpower and my superpower is marketing. And I think in the industry, that is where a lot of people are lacking, especially on the custom decorated apparel side. So in the promotional product space, there's a lot a lot more creative, great marketers. But when you get down into the custom decorated apparel side, it switches from a marketing and sales mindset to more of a art and technical mindset. So a lot of screen printers 
are soup that get into it. Um, they're super great at doing the artwork or the technical side of printing and, you know, getting your hands dirty on a press and everything like that. And that's how I started. <clears throat> so I started with a computer graphics degree and so I could do all my own artwork and I'm back on the press doing everything and trying to figure out all the technicalities of being a great screen printer. At the same time in those early days, I was also a really good marketer and knew how to do sales and everything like that. And that is, I think, the gap where a lot of people are missing in the industry, in the custom decorated apparel industry is they're really good at the technical side of printing. They're good at putting together great artwork, but then they can't sell or market the products that they're trying to get out there. So being a master marketer, I'm like, all right, I've got to share what I've done with Envision, how we've marketed this business in small town of Dubuque, Iowa, out there to be able to have clients all over the United States and how we've been able to grow our business from being in my parents' basement to landing on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in America. I've got to share that knowledge. And, and part of that goes with that giving back, that sharing how can I make the industry better by sharing what I've learned and, you know, help the other printers out and help others in, in our industry? Because I, I, I'm not a firm believer in like competition for the sake of competition of someone else in the same industry. Um, I think ev I think if everybody's better, it raises the industry together as a whole. Right on. Right on, right on. And so... Um it's one thing to to say I want to do something like that. It's something else completely to pull it off. So um, there had to be this moment where you made that decision to say, you know what, I'm totally going for it, and we're going to see if we can make this thing happen. So uh, how did how did you arrive at that moment when you had the confidence to say I'm going for it? So that's been my whole business and my whole life is just having the confidence to always just go for it <laughs> and. I think that's like the big separator. So we've gotten a lot of accolades. We've done a lot of great things in business. And that's what everyone always sees, what I call the Facebook appearance. So what you don't see is probably the hundreds or thousands of projects or things that I failed at doing. Sure. <laughs> or, you know, the pitches I've done to media. I've done a lot of crazy marketing stunts that have gotten, you know, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, CNN. People Magazine, all that sort of stuff to get our brand out there. But those are just the ones that hit. There was probably a hundred or more that I tried that nobody paid attention to and it didn't get out there. So it's really like just taking action and doing something. And so for this event, I've been to a lot of other marketing events outside of the industry. So I knew kind of like what what was needed. And I was always searching for marketing events. I would go to food and restaurant industry trade shows and, and see what their marketing seminars are. I would go to construction trade shows, see what their marketing seminars were. And I kept thinking, you know what? Any, everything in our industry, when we go to the trade shows, was a lot of technical stuff. And there wasn't really a lot of sales and marketing that anyone was doing. So I knew that there was a need. And you know, I knew I had the knowledge and I'd be able to get the right program together with the right speakers that when we put it out there, there was enough other people in the industry to say, you know what? Wow, this is exactly what we need 
to push our business forward because right now we've been kind of stagnant. We've been haven't been you know moving forward with sales. We're really good at printing. Our artwork is awesome. Everything else in the business is dialed in, but we just can't figure out how to get past this threshold of sales and get the right marketing in place. So that's where I saw the need with the rest of the industry. It's all right, how do we create uh, a cool event and something that's going to fulfill that and help propel the industry and any business forward? And it totally worked. It was so much fun. I I was... uh... Really, really energized by seeing so many people so dedicated to not just coming. You know, there's lots of people who come to educational events like that and they'll sit and take notes and go home and not do anything. But I I felt a different vibe amongst that group. It really, I sensed the want and desire amongst that group to, to take what was being shared and make it actionable. And then I think you've done a really great job of continuing uh, that community conversation in social media channel channels in a way that's allowed us to continue to watch that momentum grow. So bravo to you on that. So I've got one last question, man, you've done so many fun stuff or so much fun stuff. I was trying to figure out which one would be the one that I wanted to close, close the episode with, but I, I just, I'm a baseball guy and dude, you, this whole thing of this so you were in this grassroots effort back in 2016 to, quote, make baseball fun again. And I just can't get over the story. So you, you got to talk about how you, A, how you were able from Dubuque, Iowa to win the Washington Nationals account. And then secondarily, once you'd won it, what that relationship uh, as it evolved turned into. So I, the floor is yours, man. Have fun with this one. Yeah, so we've been printing uh, t-shirts for the Washington Nationals for quite a while. And through a few connections I have out in D.C. And so with that, we go out every year and we always go to a few games. And I've been able to build some relationships out there. And so printing, you know, we we do stuff for Bryce Harper pretty frequently and he, it was actually his idea for the make baseball fun again hat. So, you know, we get a, I get a text message and says, Hey, I want to, I want a hat that says make baseball fun again. I send out a couple different, you know, styles and he wears it at a press conference after the game. And next thing you know, you know, it's going viral on social media and everything else. And then, you know, we're selling them the nationals, uh, their team store is selling them. They're putting the slogan on t-shirts and just kind of took off from there. <laughs> and I mean, the, quite possibly the most recognizable player in all of baseball. And I guess, so what, what I really wanted to know, Tom was like, did Bryce know it was Tom making this hat for him? Or is it more like I'm working through the organization and we have a relationship within the vision and I just ended up with a hat. Like, are you, I mean, no, we, we work directly with Bryce. So when we go out there, um, you know, I usually, usually try to, uh, talk to him and stuff when we go to the games. And so, yeah, we work directly with him and, uh, any ideas that he has, uh, you know, we try to bring to life and sometimes just fun little stuff that they do in the locker room. Uh, one time it was a wristband with his, with his face embroidered on the wristband. <laughs> so just fun little projects. And 
there's a number of different players that we that we work with and do do things for. So it's kind of fun for me because I'm a big baseball fan as well. So getting to know these players and working with them is a ton of fun. Well, and nothing for nothing. Uh, did you not just hear that Major League Baseball players recognize the value of promotional products? So there's a testimonial if you ever needed one to close it out. So Tom, man, I, 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 I've said it to you before we opened our interview. I'm, I'm like, I'm so glad that we had a chance to find one another in so many ways. I feel like, you know, whether it's Dubuque, Iowa or Brighton, Michigan, you know, we are kindred spirits in the way that we're approaching things. And I'm excited to see what the next crazy shenanigan is going to be that you're going to pull off. So man, I, I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us today. And I look forward to doing it again real soon. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out again soon. And I have a feeling sometime in the future here, we're going to be collaborating on a couple different projects or something. Um, I think when great minds like this get alike um, along, we'll uh, we'll have some fun stuff come down the pipeline. You know it. I can't wait to see what we uh, are able to bring to the world, man. So thanks again.